Being live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Nikki Spagnola. And it is a Tuesday here inside the SWBC podcast studio at the Star in Frisco. Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and the star of this show, Mickey Spagnola. There you go, baby. Yeah. I like that. We're back together for the first time in a while. Was it a month ago? A long while. It seems like a long time ago. Well, I think it was November. (laughs) It seems it was. Yeah, that's right. It was a month ago. There you go. It feels like it. You know, and it feels like the the weeks are just racing by. I know, uh, and, it, and part of it has to do, I think, with Thanksgiving week when back to back Thursday games. Those three, three game stretch yeah. certainly had a lot to do with right. it. Right, and then even just myself. It, okay, Thanksgiving week, and then I went to New Orleans for the game last week, and so those two weeks race by, and now here it is, and I'm. My Christmas Day shopping, Christmas Eve shopping is fast approaching. And I'm actually putting up lights this early. This is early for my family. Yeah. We, we actually have, we're putting up lights like this weekend. We already have the indoors done. All the, So I'm ready to go, man. My wife gets the indoors done like the day after that's Thanksgiving. Easy. Yeah, yeah that's, easy. that's well. No, the hard part is get bringing the boxes down from the attic. Yeah, that's well, that's. She was on it. I didn't have to do it. No, no way. <laughs> I was. I didn't have to do it. I was shocked. They're like there, there, right there. I'm like, oh, baby, I, I need to well, go out of town more you, often. Yeah, where do you store your boxes? I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> and how many boxes do you have? No, only about four. Oh, just no. four. No, the hard part's taking the tree down. Because then you yeah. got to put everything back away. No, it's not hard for me. No? <laughs> no, because someone does you, it Yeah, for you. you take too much care with it. That's your problem, Spag. Just wrap it up and throw it in the Get closet. In yeah. The closet. <laughs> All right, so here we are, and uh, not everybody is back to the star in Frisco, no, but we not. are back to the star in yes, Frisco. Yes, finally. Right? Yes. How did uh, Landry Award go? It uh, went very well last night. Uh, We, in the past, and what the Landry Award is, for those who are not in the area, this is the 12th year we've done it. It's in partnership with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Uh, The Landry Award goes to the top high school football player in North Texas. And uh, And coach. And and as a coach of the year as well. That's right. And... um, uh, it was five finalists, and unfortunately, we had to do it by Zoom again this year. Oh, okay. Um, uh, we did it virtually, but we uh, we did get them the five finalists together right out here at the Star last Sunday. Uh, it made it a little more special this year. Oh, good. And uh, and got their parents. What I really like about it is is we've got the parents talking about the kids, and the parents get all emotional yeah, talking about. Yeah, yeah. Especially for these do. kids, they're all seniors. Yes, they're and, leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so for any for any parent who's had uh, a child who's left the nest you know yeah, and it, it it's it, sometimes it's the dad that's the one that gets emotional and sometimes it's the mom and oh, it, in this case the winner of the landry award josh hoover made news yesterday he, Give me a school. he committed to tcu yesterday what, what high school uh rockwall heath high school and quarterback and um so he had committed to Indiana, and they had fired their offensive coordinator, so he reopened his recruiting. So he commits Indiana. to TCU. He commits to TCU <laughs> yesterday. The best thing ever happened. Go, go TCU, man. What the hell you doing in Indiana? Well, he was one of those late bloomers. Uh, in fact, there were two Rockwall quarterbacks. The Rockwall High School quarterback, who set the Class 6A record for career passing yardage, Braden Locke, who's going to Mississippi State. Nice. I think Dak Prescott had something to do with that <laughs> yeah, he recruitment. Did. Uh, he was also one of the finalists. Whatever, but. 
But anyway, my point was that Josh's dad, uh, he got emotional talking about him. Uh, and uh, it was That's really – it was, and, and so I saw that for the first time, and then I'm supposed to come back on, on camera after I see him getting <laughs> emotional. I'm like – and I'm starting to tear up myself. And so, anyway, it was fun. Was Which coach? Stuff. Which coach was that? Uh, who who the, coach of the year? Uh, coach of the year was from uh, – Chris Beam, where did you go to high school? Oh. Colleyville <laughs> Heritage. Colleyville Heritage. <laughs> coach Martin. Like, where did he, why is he yeah. chiming in on this? <laughs> Kirk Martin, Colleyville Heritage uh, High School, who spent a number of years, like 12 years at Manville High School. And, in fact, this brings it back to the Cowboys. Uh-huh. He was the head coach at Manville High School when Highland Park and John Stephen Jones, Stephen Jones' son, Jerry Jones' grandson, won a state championship game in what I still say – is the greatest football game I have ever seen. Um, in fact, you saw the. Did you see the Baylor Oklahoma State yes. uh, Big Twelve Championship yes, game? The game yes, came down to the I last yes. play of the game, where and and it was at AT and T Stadium. It, I think it was the same corner of the end zone. I'm about to tell you about the the high school state championship game. You know the uh, the Oklahoma State running back gets caught just inches shy of the pylon by the Baylor uh, DB. Great play. All right. That game against Highland Park, it went back and forth. John Stephen Jones played an unbelievable game for Highland Park. He and by the did. way, he's a he past winner did. of the Landry Award. Yeah. And by the way, <laughs> second uh, a finalist was the, was Spencer Sanders, the Oklahoma State quarterback, playing in that there game. You go. But anyway, they played against Manville in the state championship game. That same corner of the end zone at AT and T Stadium, Manville throws a pass, and the guy's running for a touchdown. He got caught at the one yard line <sighs> on the last play of the game. I remember that. That kept them from from matching what John Steven had done. It just dawned on me. It was, I believe it's the same corner of the end zone at AT and T Stadium. Maybe great, it wasn't, but it, in my mind, it was. So yeah, there you be go. quiet. It doesn't Chris. matter, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this uh, this entire season, you know, because they're all coming back. It's been a great season mm-hmm. you know, at, all, at all levels. All levels. Mm-hmm. I, I'm loving it. I, I heard about the South Oak Cliff Alito game. But. Big time upset. Yeah, uh, South I, Oak you know, Cliff. Alito never gets beat, and and South Oak Cliff is usually that team that's in there, and you know they usually kind of. And they uh, about the state quarterfinal round, they lose. Yeah, they they won in the state quarterfinals over Lovejoy this week, and so they are in the state semifinals. It's the first time that's crazy since the 1950s. Harvey Martin is looking <laughs> yeah. down right a, now that, a, that baby. a Dallas ISD school Michael Downs has a shot at winning a, a state championship. They got to win two. More games now. Dallas yeah. Carter won in nineteen eighty eight, and um, and of course that was taken away. They took it yeah. away. From yeah. Mm-hmm. So so who do they have to play? A good question. Uh, and we'll move on to cowboy talk now. <laughs> no, Geyer's no, in, no, Geyer's in, in uh, 6A Division 2. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember who South Oak Cliff's playing, but we'll move on. Really? Let's, there, William. let's like talk that, about man. the Cowboys. Yes, sir. Yes. Come on, cowboy talk. Let's cowboy go. Cowboy talk. Mm-hmm. They're playing Cooper. They're playing Lubbock Cooper, oh, by the way. Okay. For all you. you out in Lubbock who are shouting at your podcast right now. <laughs> We're Texas-wide podcast. I can hear and this. the Cowboys are playing Washington's. There That's right. Know. And Mickey wrote a book about That's this right. rivalry. He needs to write another book. You know that was what? like 20 years ago, It's wasn't been it? a while since this game is. The rivalry hasn't, right? meant, hasn't meant anything since you wrote the book. I think 20, <laughs> 2016. Used to be the best rivalry in sports, 2016, the game was critical, I think. Think when they met late in the season, and then twenty was it twelve or thirteen when they met uh, for the division title, 
but it's been a while since these games have meant something mm-hmm. the way uh, they certainly used to in the 70s and then oh, it the was early personal. 80s. It was personal in right? the 70s and 80s, yeah. especially when Harvey Martin throws the wreath into the locker right. room. Right, 79. 79. Uh, and then the early 90s, the first part of the 90s, because the Redskins were still winning – and they were the Redskins, okay? I'm not yeah, I get misspeaking it. <laughs> here. Uh, they won the Super Bowl that 91 season. Uh, and as a matter of fact, it was the Cowboys that probably kept them from being undefeated that year because they were undefeated until the Cowboys beat them in game 12, 24-21. And then they lost the last game of the season because they didn't matter. So they finished 14-2. and two. Was that the onside kick start the second half? Uh, it Jimmy? was. Yep. And it was the Hail Mary to end the first half. Mm-hmm. The first one that Troy Aikman ever completed, too, by the way, as wow. a Hail Mary. That's good. Because after the game, I could remember him saying, it's like, yeah, every time they call us throw a Hail Mary, it's like, well, there goes my quarterback rating because it's going to get intercepted, right? These things never work, and this one worked, and then he got hurt. Steve Berline comes in, finishes the game, and Michael Irvin caught what would be the uh, – turned out to be the winning touchdown, beating Daryl Green, corner of the end zone. Mm-hmm. A couple of Hall of Famers. Hall of Fame. Yes, absolutely. Fame. It was it was a really good game, and it was up there too, by the way. And Michael was... Irvin used to wear Daryl Green out all the time. And they, that was one of those things. That's his Achilles heel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a it was a really really good game. And I've told the story before, and I'll say it again since I'm proud of it. It was the last time I predicted a score, and it came out right. Is what was the score? Right? 24-21. Oh, yeah, because you've been blowing it on pick for click. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just the FYI there. And my, and, my, and my good friend Dale Hansen on Wednesday said, we didn't need to watch the game. All you need to do is read the Times-Herald, and Mickey would have told you what the score was. <laughs> oh, you got a reputation now. Okay. And the pick to click was Michael Irvin, by the way. You know what? There you go. Who's the only person who remembers that? Me. That's right. That's the thing about the all our predictions. The only person that remembers predictions is yourself. <laughs> we went over yesterday, and I, I said we would have if we would put us all together, uh-huh. we would have been a damn good pick to click. <laughs> yeah. so, no, we were all we all missed it in one way or the other. We were close, but no cigar. So I said that only one that remembers their picks is yourself. Well, I don't remember my pick. You don't? No, no, because it was way off. Okay, yeah, it was right. way off. Forty something to yeah. whatever. I don't know. Oh, it was it? I thought I went no, close he went on this low. one. No, he, he went low, low on this one. 16, I thought I said 27-17. I got it right here, guys. Wasn't it 27-17? 27-17. Bill Jones was it was about 16-13. Okay. And you said D-Law would be the, the pick-to-click guy. And so you got that point. I right. got that right. See, what, what did y'all have for Everybody, your pick-to-click? I had, I had uh, uh, Prescott. And I think my score was, was, it was 24-16. So come on, we but, were, but okay, pick to click. Who okay. got the better pick to click? I had Dak Prescott. I said over three hundred yards. He didn't. He didn't get over three hundred. No. He said Gallup. Yeah, Spags had Gallup. That was a good. And one. his score was twenty three twenty. Yeah. Yeah. So if we I don't, if I don't get the interception at I think, the end, I think the caveat on mine was that I I did not expect for I, I said I think for the snaps he would have in the game he would have an impact. But it wasn't it. It didn't take a genius to figure that out when you considered that the Saints didn't have their offensive tackles. That's it. Yeah. So. Yeah, you were close. Every every one of us, we were close. I'm just gonna pick Micah Parsons every week from that, and I'm just gonna pick Dak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just say Dak. Okay. I just drop go. it down to 250. 
There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Um, so you got a, what update do you have for us here? Well, by the way, what I would like to get into today, and of course my Apple Watch doesn't work because my phone updated today. Uh, that's another story. You have to get that in. <laughs> Got the rent. That's a half a rent. <laughs> um, I would like to get into in the second segment, what is the identity of this Cowboys offense? But bring us up to speed on what we need to know. Maybe it should be run the ball 68 out of 72 plays, right? Uh, <laughs> well, wow. we'll, we'll set up the next segment with that. Well, we're going to set up the next segment with that. Uh, so it sounds like... Uh, Mike McCarthy, as soon as he'll be back in the building, is Thursday. That's when his 10 days are up. Uh, so uh, evidently he hasn't tested negative twice in, within 24 hours yet. So uh, Thursday is 10 days, and we'll see if he's back in the building. My understanding is the strength and conditioning staff should be good to go. The offensive line coaches, Joe Philbin, Jeff Blasco, should be good to go. Uh we haven't heard any more positive tests. We'll find out more. Uh, I guess Mike will do his virtual uh, press conference tomorrow. Um, Dan Quinn sounded and Jerry sounded very hopeful that Neville Gallimore would be back, that Randy Gregory has a chance to be back, uh, and uh, Terrence Steele should be back from COVID. So... Uh, it looks like they're going to be possibly as healthy as they've been. And I thought the, the, the best nugget from Dan Quinn yesterday was he said, We're certainly, we'll certainly be looking forward to getting Randy and Mike Gunn Law all together. He said, if you would have told me uh, at the beginning of the year that those three guys going into week 14 – would have only played 28 snaps together, he said, I wouldn't have believed you. Hmm. So that's all those three guys have played. And that the team would be eight and four. Snaps. He didn't say that. the part about, yeah, and be eight and four. Uh, but think about it, because those snaps basically came in the season opener, right? Mm -hmm. Were they all three? Because Randy Gregory started the season, right? He wasn't suspended. Well, they would have been, yeah, because Lawrence and missed Lawrence every game missed since every then game until since, Thursday. Right, and so – going into that game um and then and the, he played i believe it was 37 snaps on thursday but randy gregory wasn't playing so yeah you have to go back to that season opener and remember they they put him on a pitch count because he didn't play the previous year right uh and then came back uh missed the was rehabbing i mean didn't miss the previous year but parsons obviously wasn't here so yeah so you know, to get as, those three guys back on the field together and just think of the different things you can do playing those guys. You know, you can have Gregory and Lawrence at defensive end, Micah at linebacker. You can go to nickel and have uh, Micah the left defensive end and move DeMarcus Lawrence inside as a pass-rushing defensive tackle. Uh, you can stand up Gregory and Parsons in the middle of – uh, a four-man line, and they could be the two guys that they were using standing up. So there's so many different things they can do if they can get all three back on the field together. Before we go, uh, when you think about the season opener, and we had everyone, uh, and you look at the defense now, they're better now. Yes. Even with you know being depleted from with certain personnel, we're still 
a better defense than we were opening night. That's and, that's kind of and that was kind of Quinn's point on that is because because so many people have had to play. What was it? Thirty three different players yes, who have Santa. played on defense. That's right. Yes, that's what they, he said. They because so many have played, they're in a better position now than it had they not had the attrition. And, and they could right. be more versatile. There right. you go. And, and you got guys that had have been pressed into duty, and uh, now they know that what they can do and that they're they're in the system basically and in that regards now and 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 spags always talks about next man up being kind of you know didn't go either not as good as the starter but Mm -hmm. in in this regard we have seen players step up who are not as good as the starters and still make a hell of an impact right so yeah in that regard you can although the shocking thing i noticed on the defense was they came out of the atlantic game uh 15th in total defense, they have fallen <laughs> to 27th now. Wow, that is crazy. And that was the Atlanta, and, and that was a game against Kansas City where it was a 19 to nine game. Right. Okay. It wasn't like that. But we're talking total yards right. here. Right. Yeah, that's all. So they were 15th. They're 27th now and 28th against the pass because they've given up those big Raiders plays. Raiders that sounds so familiar. A whole bunch. Yeah. Thurman Steves. Big 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 plays. <laughs> you got to get mm-hmm. you make your plays but you give up the plays. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. All right, when we come back on Mix Shots, what is the identity of this football team? And could they win a game throwing three passes when we come back? <laughs> Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek. Get your seat in a seat. How great would it be to travel to watch the Cowboys win on another team's turf? Pretty great. But honestly, just watching the game from anywhere but your house would be fun. Even a hotel bar with some guy named Phil from St. Louis who thinks Oakland still has a team. So whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Back, back, back. To Mick Shots. 
celebrate Christmas at the Star with Cowboys Christmas Extravaganza, powered by Reliant. The 20-minute show electrifies the Star in Frisco with a powerful mix of game day excitement and Christmas cheer every Friday and Saturday at 6 p.m. through December 18th. Hmm. Admission and parking are free. For more information, visit thestardistrict.com. Free parking. How about that? And admission. Can't All be. right. Okay. Um, so what did you think of that Monday night game last night? I saw a story, I think it was before the game, that the Buffalo Bills ownership is trying to get uh, past whatever to get a new stadium. And they kind of wanted to build it in Orchard Park or whatever. And I've got one uh, suggestion for them. A roof, okay? You're in (laughs) Buffalo. I was riding in listening to a radio show, and they mentioned your name. (laughs) And Uh, they said that this was your dome. They said, get a dome. What a roof. (laughs) There is no other sport. I wasn't sure if they were talking about you or some other Mickey. There's no (laughs) other sport that plays in 50-mile-an-hour wind, right? The poor punter dropped the ball to kick it, and it moved, and he shanked it. Cause Shan- he, cause uh, the Sean Landetta yeah, remember the Chicago that? Bears. That's yes. right. <laughs> a roof. You're in Buffalo. There's a lake there. It's December. So you got to say the same about Chicago then. So here's the deal. You know how they all talk about that's home field advantage. Well, home field yeah, bit them in the night. butt, right? Sure did. Because their quarterback got neutered. Couldn't throw the ball. <laughs> and they decided all we're going to do is run the ball, oh, see if I'm you can use stop that us. One of these days. Goodness like gracious. He might have been able to, you know, you might, with the roof, you might have scored two touchdowns Uh-oh. and could have won the game. I would imagine gonna, there's going to be a rematch uh, two weeks up from yes, here. Yes, you're right. I'd love to see how that turns out. Because as much as the, the weather's still going to be bad, because it's New England, they're right. going to be playing New England. Not nearly as bad as Buffalo. Let's just face it, most likely. And I would love to see how this game comes out and how Josh Allen would play. And maybe you don't miss a field goal when all of a sudden the ball takes right a, a there, ninety man. degree Come turn. On, man. But boom! Wow! Seriously, wow! Get a roof. <laughs> okay, Cowboys have. Uh, just played the first of three straight road games. The mm-hmm. first one was under a roof in New Orleans. They did okay there. Okay. Now playing at Washington. Have they built a roof in Washington? Uh, they have not. <laughs> have they built one at the Meadowlands? Because that's the following and week. Definitely not. No. Okay. And it'll be cold and the wind will blow. Yes, but still, it will. you know, you, you don't usually get snow and 50-mile-an-hour gusts of wind That's very true. at 23 Now, what, they, what the Giants would do, I think they said they would open up the, 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 the gates or something and allow the wind to come through when the opposing <laughs> yeah, kickers right. lined up for like a field goal. Like they used goal. to do at the old stadium. That's what they said they would do. I, I, I didn't see it, yeah. but that's, that's what they said they would do. And it would somehow always blow those, the opposition's Those kicks. doors all of a sudden would <laughs> raise at go. the end. There, there you go. I'm looking at the forecast for land. Landover, Maryland on Sunday. On Saturday, 80% chance of rain, high of 72. Sunday, a low of 34, a high of 55, and partly cloudy. So, Just wonderful. Okay. Being in the NFC East, I think the, the worst team with the worst weather consistently was the Giants. Yes. Uh, rookie year, I think it was wind chill, 13 degrees or something like that. We well, went there into was overtime. Some... Like, overtime, 13 degrees below? Come on. There were some cold ones in Philadelphia. That's true. Now, I missed the one in 80. 
because that that's supposed to be one of the colder games they played for the playoff Wilbur game. Montgomery playoff game. Because no one the Cowboys wanted to play in however heard, cold it was. I heard that was like, least the, the theory. And right? and <clears throat> of course the last game of the year is at Philadelphia. So that of these last five games, you've got three on the road in uh, what could be um, less than ideal weather situations. Mm-hmm. So the old vet, the Inclements. press box used to be. Uh, they would have the Philadelphia writers in a box to the left. In the middle was the radio broadcast, and then to the right was where the visiting media was, as if we were visiting, right? (laughs) It's like we're not the visitors. Uh, And at the end of the press box, there was a huge window that they would take out so the TV camera could be on the high on the sideline. And it didn't matter what the weather was. That window came out, right? And we're sitting in there one year, and it's 20-some degrees. And, you know, you came dressed to be indoors in the press box, right? Well, we might as well have been sitting in the stands, <laughs> right? And I remember I remember the cameraman was getting just – and Randy, uh, Randy Galloway just shouted at him one time, can you just shut that window? <laughs> <laughs> and, and and then after the game, you media guys can be a y'all can be kind of ornery sometimes. After man. the game, they wouldn't put the window back in; they would just leave it out. So then you had to go find somewhere to write, so you weren't freezing because it's hard to type when you've got gloves on, yeah. right? Um, and it was just miserable, just absolutely miserable. And the other thing that when we would complain about it, it's October and it's cold, it's like, why don't you put the windows in? Oh, it, the park district runs this, and they have a, a rule about when the windows <laughs> can lying. go back That's up, such right? A lie. Yeah, That's give such me a, a break. Lie. It's cold. Put the windows up. <laughs> All right, so Mac Jones was two of three passing for 19 yards as the Patriots beat the Bills 14 to 10. The snowplow game in 1982, December 1982, Patriots beat the Dolphins three to nothing. Steve Grogan was two of five for 13 yards. Oh, in he that at least game. threw it five times. Yeah, he threw it five times. Jones only threw it three times. That was the worst. I mean, come on, that's like being in a flood, but it's snow, right? Because it was they. It wasn't just that it was packed. It was fluffy. It looked like it was about that high. Look about six inches off the. I mean, come on, you don't know where you don't know where you're stepping. And here comes the guy on the little snowblower or whatever. Man, like, come okay, on. let's get the line here so they can. And he was an ex-con. He was an ex-con. I mean, you can't write this stuff, right? <laughs> so yes, the makeup of this Cowboys team, the identity of this Cowboys offense right now, could they win a game in those conditions? Not the way this offensive line's blocking. Of late. Um, so has the identity of this team, this offense, changed from the six-game win streak to where it is right now? Well, the identity of the team changed because they were basically averaging 30-some points a game. And if you look at the last six games, only twice have they scored more than 30 – well, yeah, twice more than 30 points. 33 in the overtime loss to the Raiders and 40 – was it 41, uh, 43 uh, against Atlanta? Everything else uh, in the last six when they've gone three and three has been 20, 16, 9, 27. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's the three games. So, yeah, they're not scoring. They're not moving the football the way they used to. And they've got to hope that getting their receivers back, uh, 
getting this offensive line in some sort of continuity back uh, gets them moving the football once again. Uh, All right, I'm going to put a name out there. Connor Williams. Yes. How have things been going since Connor has been on the bench? Less holding calls, but not as well consistently blocking, I think, at that position, to me. So what are we anyway. talking about with McGovern then? Is he what we thought he was, or is he that backup? Or that, is he truly the next guy up? Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and, and to me, at this point, if you look at the production and, and the ability to run the football, and I know everybody wants to talk about Zeke and the injury, but you know what? He's getting met at the line of scrimmage. He is getting met and at I'm the not, line of scrimmage. I'm not with this stuff that well before he was pushing the pile four yards. Well, before there was a, a little, uh, you know, they negated the rush, you know, from the, from the defensive line. Before there was movement on the offensive line. There is no more movement. We talked about it the other day. I don't know if you were here, Bill. They are escaping from our, our linemen. The defensive linemen. They are not, our offensive line are not holding their blocks nearly long enough, and they are coming uh, directly at our running backs with, with with no one in their way. And and the fact is the that word unabated. Did I use it? Unabated's it? good. That's there good. You go. That's, that's, good. What, that's yeah. how they come at our running backs. Spell it or <laughs> no, we ain't going. <laughs> but but and then and then here's the other problem when when you you played what uh, a game and a half, two games without your top two wide receivers, and your other one had just come back and played. And now you're, you're it's like, I don't know if the routes are right or what, but now the passing game, he's not getting protected very well. You're getting drop passes. And Jerry pointed out, when you look at some of this, look at some of the routes they're running. Like, how precise are they? Because that affects the quarterback, too. No doubt. So... Yeah, it's just if you can't block up front, and that was that was when when uh, Kellen Moore was starting to talk about the stuff yesterday about the offense. Uh, you know, he was talking about. Uh, I guess the question was they, they they were struggling on third down, and I think they were two of thirteen. Two of thirteen. That's uh, correct. Against the Saints, uh, and and he, and then he said. It's important to have continuity on the offensive line and throughout our offense to get ourselves going. The more these guys are together, the more we practice, get back to a traditional week for the next weeks. All that stuff's going to piece together and give us an opportunity to get going. We just have to launch into this December football. And then when it went to, well, you're, 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 you're with these third downs, he's saying, well, yeah, here's the best way to get third downs converted. Do better on first and second down. Yeah, yeah. And they were having trouble running the ball because they, on yeah, first down. Yeah. So, and now, but when you look at it, it does also affect the way that Kellen Moore calls the plays because he looks like a genius when everything's working. Right. When, when the defense, when the offensive line's working well and everybody's gone, all the personnel is there, everything is looking good, and he is a genius. But I want to see that guy bring us out of this doldrum, right? While we're having issues, while we're, while we're having these problems, I want that offensive coordinator ignite something, create a play, create uh, offensive line blocking schemes like you saw with the Patriots last night. They ran a trap play. When was the last time the Cowboys ran a trap play? Mm-hmm. I mean, the trap plays are amazing. And you need someone with a quick hitter that's going to get up the middle. If you're going to do it with anybody, of course, you might think Pollard. But if you want to open up something for Zeke, Get him a trap play and get him up in there to where he can have some daylight to run up. 
And if you look at at the at the at the game uh, at New Orleans, uh, that first possession, they ended up third and ten. Well, what do you think happened? Well, they didn't convert it, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the second possession, they were third and three, and they threw a little dump pass outside, and they gained two yards. Uh, the next possession, they did pick up a third and seven, uh, and then the next possession, uh, they ended up going for it on fourth and eight. So they were getting into those situations where it, 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 they, you know, you have to, the, the, the next possession after that, they did pick up a first down, but it was, they picked them up on second down, and then it got to third and nine. Well, what do you think the Saints did? They blitzed, and then you end up kicking a field goal. So well, let, let's, let's look at what Next we... possession, third and seven. Mm-hmm. So they kept going in, in, in these long uh, third downs, third downs yeah. and that's not conducive to picking them up on a regular basis. Yeah, I mean, when you, when you have problems like that, you have to look at what the quarterback's doing or at least trying to do. You have to protect him. And the one thing I like about what he's not doing, the old Dak would have tried to throw something in there. You know, and it usually would have gotten picked off. You know, he's been throwing. He, like I said, the last three possessions were a mystery to me on how all of a sudden he wasn't able to complete passes because before that he was on. But when you when you see how he played later on, he could, he could have in in so many third down situations tried to force an interception in there because let's face it, the Saints had some damn good coverage. There, there were not many open receivers there. And, you know, there were times when you saw Dak just throw it in there anyway. Uh, besides those last three possessions, I thought he was just really accurate in regards to, to how he played. All right. We continue with more mixed shots in just a moment. So did y'all the Medal talk of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. The Cowboys way where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. 
And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com slash Cowboys. Back, back to mixed shots. Hey, this holiday season, visit the star to get your photo with Santa presented by Monument Realty. Santa Claus will be at his Cowboys-themed cottage in the Star District across from Ascension on the Star Boulevard from November 26th through December 24th. For more information and to book your photo visit, thestardistrict.com slash Atlanta. Do your thing. Atlanta. You almost had it. What did you say? You almost had it. I said the stardistrict.com slash Atlanta. And what you was it supposed to be? Santa. You almost I just, I spoke one one word, one syllable too soon. Atlanta. <laughs> All right, uh, what do we have left here? We got about seven minutes left on mixed shots. All right, uh, Everson, since you brought up the last few possessions of the game, mm-hmm. that's what I wanted to bring up, and it was it was kind of uh, on the heels of what I was talking about, the identity of this team. And it concerns me about this team if when they have a 20-10 to 10 lead in the fourth quarter, especially against a team like New Orleans, well, against any team, mm-hmm. but again, in this game against on New Orleans, the, the only way – New Orleans is going to be able to get back in that game is if you cough it up and give them good field position or they get a you know pick six or something like that. All right, so the Cowboys get the ball back with 8.57 left in the game at their own 32-yard line. First down, they ran it to Zeke for three yards. It's second and seven. Then incomplete pass, and then on third and seven, it was the interception by Marshawn Lattimore. And before that play... It was like the offense was frantic at the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, the play clock's going down, CD's and it was waving, he's it was waving, CDs waving and yeah. you know, like he doesn't know what the play is, and Dak and then is, he's trying to pass it on to the outside, right? Because the noise is is crazy out there. Okay, and and so, and I, I thought to myself, they're acting like they're behind twenty to ten instead of ahead twenty to ten, and then Dak throws a pass that was ill-advised and he admitted afterwards and interception, okay? So on that possession... He got hit in the face, by the way. So on that possession, the Cowboys ran 52 seconds off the clock. They had one run, two passes. All right. So then Taysom Hill gives him the ball back, the KZ interception. Cowboys have it at the 26-yard line with 624 left. They run Pollard for five. Okay, no problem with that. Incomplete, incomplete punt. And they ran... A minute four off the clock there. So the New Orleans gets the ball back with 520 left, and then they gave it back to the Cowboys with another interception. But my concern is, at that point in the game, you're ahead 20 to 10. I'm in favor if it, if Zeke's hurt, whatever, you don't want to – I'm in favor of taking a knee three times, run two minutes off the clock, and then give it back to him. And the next time – and they got to use their timeouts eventually. I'm not – being facetious there, but run the ball. Run the ball. And the reason they didn't, because they couldn't. And I and, guarantee and that, and, you and, that factored in. And Think that, about and, but this. But that's why I, know. I don't care whether they can't run it or not. I got it. At that Thank point in the game, the take time off the Thank clock. You guys. But they finished rushing 24 for 146. Well, out of that 146 was two plays. And one was kind of a pass play anyway, 33 yards. So they had 91 yards on two plays, in and 20 and in 22 plays they had 55 yards. And 
And so, I understand so my concern, what you're saying. But my concern, take it out of that game. And right. when we're talking about the final five games of this season, you got three of them, and who knows what the weather is going to be. You got to be able to run the football in December. And I'm not talking about the game plan strategy, run versus pass, but there's a certain time in a game where you got a 20 right. to 10 lead in the fourth Forget quarter. About everything you that have went to on. be able to run forward. that football right. and Whoa. get first downs right. and end the game. Yes. Guess what? They were facing the third-ranked rush defense in the league in New Orleans, and guess what? Washington now has the third-ranked yeah. rush defense. So in now the you league. still have the same problem. But earlier in the season, this the offense seemed to have that same identity that it basically had Zeke's rookie year, where and, and Zeke was running like he was his rookie season earlier in the season. That's Clearly, true. he's not now, and so I think the identity of this offense has changed right now. Uh, and, and we've talked about a lot of the reasons why maybe it has changed. But um, I think down the stretch of this season, you got to get back to that if you can. Maybe they can't get back Listen, to guys, that. Listen, guys, I've, I've told you guys I don't know how many times. you got to keep running expecting it to break. And it did. You understand? Right, it, right. It, it, the system in that regard, it worked. This is a game that you needed to win by hook or crook. I think we talked about this yesterday, Spags. You got to win ugly. That was an ugly win. It's okay to win ugly in those situations down there where you had the loud crowd. You know, you could have easily – this guy's running all over the place, Taysom Hill. You could have easily just done something stupid offensively more often instead of just the one interception. Could have had more than one. Could have had strip sacks. There's so many things that could have happened. But they didn't because we did at that moment – Stick to the plan. We have to keep running the ball. So to go away from it when it's truly time, that to me did not make any sense. And the, and the ideal offense is an offense that can win either way. Either way. Okay? Where you can win passing the ball or you can win running the football, depending on the strength of the opposition, what the weather conditions are, any of that stuff. When you look at those Cowboys teams from the 90s, they could win either way. Either they could way. throw it or they could run it. Well, they're not running it well. Right. And in, in running it more doesn't mean it's going to be more effective. And everybody's like, well, you know, you got to use Pollard more. Well, he had one carry for 58. He had six carries for 13. They're just not creasing anybody at this point. But you got, you got, even, to, you got to be stubborn. I know. And even, got Jerry, to be stubborn. and even Jerry in his, his radio interview today talked about the offensive line. They need more continuity. They mm-hmm. need, uh, you know. And think and about now, that. What are, now, what are they going to do this week? Is, is Lale Collins your starting right tackle, or are you going back to Terrence Steele? Now, on the depth chart for in the release, had Terrence Steele at right tackle. But it sounded like when Jerry talked this morning, uh, and he was being careful not to give away secrets, but <laughs> I'm he sure said he's been reprimanded. He basically a of times. said both guys are going to play. So to me, judging from what uh, how Kellen Moore answered the question on Monday about the Mac attack when they used Connor McGovern as a fullback or second tight end. It sounded like one of those tackles, and maybe Terrence Steele plays the blocking tight end position uh-huh. to help with uh, the blocking when they go two tight ends. Uh, so I, I'm going to see if, if it plays out that way or not to try to help this running game. Because you go two tight ends and you're thinking, well, but neither one of those guys are big blockers, right? Uh, McEwen, uh, Schultz. Um, you know, they don't get much from uh, the other guys, uh, Springer. 
Um, so Schultz' uh, reception, his receiving uh, prowess has really improved, but his blocking has gone down. It's still, it's still, yeah, <laughs> it's worse. Okay, when coming into the season, who were the starting offensive linemen? Well, it who were their preferred five coming into the season? Smith, Williams, Biadish, Martin, uh, Martin, Martin, and Collins. And Collins. Okay, and then Until Collins got, got the five-game suspension. Right. So the same way we talk about the wide receivers not having those three wide receivers together, they haven't had the same the five. Even if you you trade out William Williams with McGovern, McGovern, they haven't had the five offensive linemen in there on a consistent basis. I don't have time to go through how many games they've had that. They didn't even have it the first game because Zach Martin was out. Right. I don't know that they've had it all season long that they've had the five really that they want out there. Uh, because then uh, Collins came back from his suspension, and he was not starting the first game back. And then Smith went out for three games. I'm just going through it right now. And then you had Steele missing the last game. Even if you decided that Steele was the guy instead of Collins, you, you I don't know that they've had a game this season where they've had the five that they really prefer out there at the same time. So here are the starters. They started the season, and you're right, because McGovern started at right guard for Zach Martin, who was out, right? Uh, the next game, uh, Steele has to come in for Lael Collins because the suspension started. And then after that, it was kind of the same for looks like... I mean, one, if, two, if your three, preferred four, right tackle five. is Lyle Collins, then they have not had a, a game this season that they've had the the five that they prefer out there. Gotcha. They had they had the one oh no because the one game when they had Collins at right tackle and Connor Williams still at left guard, Steele was at left tackle. That's right. Tyron was out. And then the next game, <laughs> Steele is at left tackle. The next game, Steele is at left tackle. Then Tyron returns. Now McGovern's at left tackle. Uh, Steele's at right tackle. And then the next game. McGovern, it's Smith, McGovern, Biotis, Martin, and Collins at right tackle. And so, so they've been revived. But right now, it's coming been, off this the mini bye week. Right, okay, right. All right. They have all of them. When Steele gets back here, they've got the option of whether they go with Collins. They've got everybody back now. Right. 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 And so the, I think the key to establishing that continuity is having these guys back and hopefully uh, we don't find out something right when we get off the air like we normally do. <laughs> and and they can then have their five – whichever five they want to pick, they've got them available for this stretch run. But, but, but the, one of the key things is are they convinced that McGovern's better at left guard they are not. than Connor Williams? Well, that, that's what <laughs> they, they got to decide. I'm and, sure they are not. That's and, the coaches. And the, 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 the three games that he started, it was a plus because there was less holding calls. And some of those Williams holding calls, I think they were he, phantom calls. he got targeted. Yes, right? he did. They yes, said, did. all right, we're watching him. We didn't replace him necessarily because he wasn't playing well, right. we, only because he was being targeted. They were trying to save the holding calls. That's right. So they saved the holding calls, but I don't know that McGovern's playing better, Any better. than Connor That's Williams correct. I think was. what this offense needs more than anything is time on task. You know what this offense needs? That defense better keep giving them opportunities to score. Okay, you hold them off long enough, then you can break those polished routes and or those plays and those CD Lamb plays. You just keep on defensively giving them the ball back, and you guys can play complimentary football until the end of the season 
which hopefully but even but softball. even like with the receivers they haven't had the all the receivers out there the practice schedule has been way off kilter the last three weeks and all of those excuses all of those excuses coaches all of those excuses were erased with four interceptions right you understand right so that's my point the defense has to play and and give them chances and that's every team that's winning ugly their defense is keeping them in the game and the other part of it is the those are erased if everybody gets back from covid and are healthy and can be out on the field for practice and stuff exactly because they haven't had that either because if you look at that short week uh, after the Sunday game in Kansas City, you know, you basically got one practice in. Uh, and then COVID hit after Thanksgiving, and they gave them time off, and then it, it hit the beginning of the week, and they basically got in For some one reason, practice. the Cowboys can't fall back on those excuses. I know. Everyone else can, but we cannot. So just to be clear, and during this four-game winning streak for the Washingtons, I can't keep saying the football team. They're the Washingtons, okay? They've given up uh, 19, 21, 15, and 15. And they've won the last two games 17 And they're playing at home. And they're playing at home. And it's a big game. And it's not like they're scoring a bunch of points. Although they they did. They don't have to. They did against the Bucs. They put 29 against Tampa Bay. Go figure. How big is this game? We'll talk about it the rest of the week. But if the Cowboys win – they got a three game lead. If they lose, they got a one game lead. And for more on that, join us tomorrow on Mix Shots. <laughs> Didn't you say? Go Cowboys. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!